the way I'm viewing it is I'm supposed to learn something from this or I'm supposed to heal something from this. Same with my brother, same with my mom, all different because we're not the same people and we all have completely different experiences and different experiences of my dad. But there's something in this tragedy that we're to learn, grow, or heal from in some way. Hi, I'm Alicia Wood. I'm a former TV producer turned human behavior and well-being expert. Living well is a constant evolution, which is why I'm bringing you actionable tools that can help you thrive. Welcome to the Fuel Your Fire podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Fuel Your Fire podcast. I'm Alicia. I'm really grateful that you're here and listening. I'm going to share a personal story. Um, Normally, when I share things on the podcast, I'm sharing things that are I would say like it almost like in the past, like if I'm sharing a personal story, typically it's quite healed, um, meaning that I've gone through it, I've learned from it, and I've moved on from it. And I'm sharing something that is still um, kind of fresh and that comes with a bit of a trigger warning, meaning that I want to let you know that I'm going to talk about um, grief. I'm going to talk about death. Um, and I am not going to filter myself with it. So I'm sending you a lot of love. If this is something that you don't feel like you want to listen to right now, by all means, you do not need to. If this is something that you feel like might be triggering for you, if you feel like this is something that might help you, um, I I really hope that this is something that'll help you. Now, I don't know where I'm going to go with this. I have a feeling that what I'm going to talk about in my dad, which is who I lost, um, is going to be a topic that I talk about for a really long time. I mean, for obvious reasons, he was my dad. And I learned a ton from him. And in his passing which has been almost a month at the time of me recording this. In his passing, I learned a lot. And not even just in the passing, like the physical passing, but the um, journey to get to this place. But today, what I think I want to talk about is living your life while you're here. I gained a a, a really different perspective on life through my dad's passing. And let me tell you how grateful I am. I'm so grateful. Like it, 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 that's a messed up thing to say. Like, it seems like a messed up thing to say, like, wait, but your dad died and you're so grateful. I'm not grateful that my dad died, but I'm grateful that I'm a human that I, ha- that I have this human body that's able to go through an experience. This is the different perspective. If this was three, four, five years ago, the way I would be processing this would be completely different than the way that I am processing it today. And so... 
right before my dad passed, I found this book called The Seed of the Soul by Gary Zukov that really got famous because Oprah was like, what is this book? I need to know this person. And then did a lot of interviews with Gary and I love how I'm calling him Gary. Like we're, we're close friends, but did a lot of interview interviews with uh, Gary Zukov and um, I never saw any of them. <laughs> I never saw any of them. I didn't hear about him. I didn't know anything about this book. But at a time in my life where I was, pra- I, I pra- obviously, I practice a lot of different things um, and I share a lot of them on the podcast. And at a time when I was practicing surrender, I flash back to a video that I saw of Oprah and I was like, oh yeah, I saw a video of Oprah talking about surrender. Let's go back to YouTube and watch that video of Oprah. And in that video of Oprah, there she mentions this book, The Seed of the Soul by Gary Zukov. And I was like, Asked my intuition. I was like, is that, am I supposed to read that book? And my intuition was like, yep. And I was like, okay. So I ordered the book um, on Audible and I ordered the book in a physical copy because I like to study both ways. And um, now in hindsight, I'm like, oh, <laughs> intuitively, I was led to this book at the time that I needed this book to be able to process what I was going through. And so in this book, Gary really talks about how we are spiritual beings or spirits having a human experience. So we are souls having a human experience. So he talks about our soul. I'm not going to get into the depth of describing how how souls work. You can read the book and then read the book again and read the book again like I am. <laughs> I'm going to let him describe that. But he talks about the fact that we are souls having a human experience. And so... My interpretation of this is that there, and what I, I like to believe, and this is completely up to you what you want to believe, obviously, but I like to believe that we have like a soul contract when we come down. Come down. <laughs> Again, it's like that's the way that we've been taught is like heaven. So like you come down, but like when we come to earth, um, we kind of have this soul contract of how like certain things we're going to go through or certain things we're going to develop or certain things we're going to learn or certain things we're going to heal in this lifetime. And then our soul has other lifetimes as well where other healing is happening. And if something isn't healed in this lifetime, it'll be healed in another lifetime or you'll keep getting the same lesson over and over and over and over again until you learn or heal from that situation. So having that perspective and really studying kind of uh, that perspective through that book at the time that my dad was passing was really helpful because I was like, well, he's his physical life is just leaving. Like he's just leaving this physical world. This was the way it was supposed to go. And we're also interconnected. So the way I'm viewing it is I'm supposed to learn something from this or I'm supposed to heal something from this. Same with my brother, same with my mom. All different, 
because we're not the same people and we all have completely different experiences and different experiences of my dad. But there's something in this tragedy that we're to learn, grow, or heal from in some way. And with that perspective, it actually, I think, made the what like the experience, I'll say, so much easier. Because as he was leaving, I was like, we're going to be so much closer when you're on the other side. Like our souls are always going to be connected. And I can talk to you at any time and you can send me messages. And you'll probably be more talkative <laughs> in spirit form than you were in human form. We'll have deeper conversations. And that's so helpful for me to believe that. Remember, whatever we believe to be true is true for us. We get to create our own reality. We get to create how we experience anything. And he was young. He was 64. And his body, his human, tried to give out on him several times. Ten years ago, I was called and told that my dad was in the hospital. He had sepsis and his um, liver was failing and there's a good chance he could die. I was like, oh my gosh. So I like drove to see him and I'm like, oh my God, my dad's going to die. Like all these things are flooding through my head and you're going through the experience of, holy crap, my dad's my my dad might die like what the hell like he was fine and and then he pulled through and he didn't thank goodness then he has to have a kidney removed he's always been diabetic or for as long as i remember he's been diabetic He had part of his liver removed. He had to have surgery to remove something from his knee. He, on his way, he, he was on dialysis, so he's at the hospital three times a week. On his wa- way into the hospital one day, he tripped and fell and broke his pelvis in front of the hospital. And the latest one was a year ago, he got into a car accident and his truck completely flipped uh, into a ditch and it completely flipped. And they're like, I don't know how the hell you made it out of there. So you can imagine how many phone calls um, I've received over the years where I thought that he was going to die. And at a certain point, you're just like, 
what the hell? Like, how, how, how are you still alive? I remember saying that to him, like, like a few months after the accident, when he got out of the hospital, I was like, dad, like, do you ever wonder how the hell you're still alive? And he just laughed. He was just like, I don't know. But to me, that was because his soul wasn't ready to go yet. His soul hadn't finished his soul's uh, contract. So as much as the body wanted to give out, his soul was like, now we're not done yet. We've still got some stuff that we need to do. Now, the stuff that we need to do I, I don't even know that I'll get into that because, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know what the the contract is. I I don't know these things. These are obviously details that I'll I'll never fully know. I might have d- ideas of it. I might have guesses. I might be able to talk to mediums and have ideas, like get information that way. But I'm never gonna fully fully know. But in that sense, I can go okay. Like I, I can I can come to terms with the idea that this was an agreement that he that he wanted this or that there was some sort of karmic debt. I don't like I don't fully understand because I'm not on the other side yet. Or again. <laughs> but what I can say is that in terms of processing it. I processed it multiple times because every time you get a call saying your dad's going to die, you go through the motions of what happens when you get a call where your dad's going to die. And once you've gotten that call so many times, you're like, is he? Are you crying wolf? Not you being a specific person, but you being the circumstances. And so this time, it was, dare I say, easier to let him go knowing that this was the time. Like, we were told this is it. And... that his quality of life just wasn't there anymore. You can assume after all those things that have happened, he's not feeling the best. He built this years and years ago, he bought a cottage and then he tore down the cottage and he built this beautiful home um, on that land. And his goal was to retire there and fish and just live in nature. He loved it there. And he didn't do anything anymore, especially after the accident. He literally just stayed in the living room. He couldn't do anything. He liked to mow the lawn. He liked to um, fix things around the cottage. He liked to do those things, and he wasn't able to do them anymore. And to be honest, I think he was holding on as well for, like, obviously his family. Because he didn't want to disappoint us or 
didn't want us to have to go through it. Also, he was super stubborn, so that might have been it as well. <laughs> he hung on because he was the most stubborn person I've ever met. <laughs> He's been coming to me through various ways, which I'm so grateful for. And one of the ways that he's been coming is by song. And so the other day, when I say he's coming to me by song, is that I get, sometimes I'll get, you know, this happens to you too. Pay attention. <laughs> you get a song in your head and you're like, where the hell did that song come from? Pay attention to the lyrics. So I started singing in my head um, the song called Spirits by the Strumbellas. And I'm listening to the song. I decided to play it. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to play this and see, like, what what is this song? Or maybe I just want to listen to it. So I start playing it. And then as I, I'm listening, but I'm not looking at my phone. And then I look at my phone at a specific part. Where in the video, because there's a video um, on Spotify, um, the lead singer looks directly in the camera and says, I don't want a never-ending life. I just want to be alive while I'm here. while he's carrying a casket <laughs> and I was like oh my gosh and then just immediately started crying and was like oh my dad he's having me sing the song Because that's his easiest way to speak to me is through a song getting stuck in my head. I don't want to live a never-ending life. I just want to be alive while I'm here. He wasn't alive while he was here anymore. And so for him to live a never-ending life, for him to keep going... not being able to do anything, just feeling like crap every day and literally just being alive to be alive. Not to be alive to live alive. Wasn't what he wanted. And so as much as I knew and came to terms with that, it's still like, I mean, anybody who's been through loss knows like you can be okay with it in the sense of like, okay, it's better for them. But it also still is painful. And grief is weird. In the sense that one minute you're like laughing so hard and then something triggers you and you're just like, oh. In tears. There's been so many moments like that. I was at pottery. This poor woman that does pottery with me was telling a story and in her story she said palliative and that her grandfather was not well 
And the word palliative triggered me. Like there's just certain words that trigger you, bring you back. And you're like, oh my God. The word palliative just triggered me. And then I end up telling her what's going on and crying and then make her super uncomfortable. <laughs> that's another thing that's funny. Not funny, but like awkward and weird and just interesting to watch is like how uncomfortable people get with this this type of thing especially i'm hoping you're not uncomfortable with this in this podcast but in person people just say things out of nowhere i think i gave you a pretty good warning at the beginning what we were going to talk about but people can get really uncomfortable with it and then <laughs> it's just it's just so so weird and i there's no judgment it's just like yeah of course i know i've been uncomfortable in these situations what do you say you don't know what to say what's the am i supposed to like, what do I do in this moment? There's been a lot of those moments where I realize, like, oh, I've made somebody extraordinarily uncomfortable. And then I'm like, should I make them feel better? And then I'm like, it's fine. Like, we're all, we're humans. We're going to be uncomfortable sometimes. And then maybe they're supposed to learn from that situation and grow from it and realize, like, oh, okay, I can handle uncomfortable things. I got sidetracked. The point is, I think the point of today's episode is really like living. Living and enjoying your life and doing the things now rather than holding off. When I retire this, Down the road, I'll do this. Once I have enough money, then this. We have this human experience. We get to feel a wild range of emotions. From extreme joy to extreme sadness, depression, grief. Through this experience, I've been able to kind of step back from my human and observe my human. So imagine kind of like your soul stepping back from your human and watching your human. I mean, like, whoa, she's so sad. And then being able to slip back into your human and feel so sad. As much as it sucks to be sad and to be grieving... Isn't it friggin' cool that we get to grieve? Like that we get to feel these emotions? That we have this range? Isn't that friggin' cool? When you look at it like that, it can make everything so much lighter. I get to feel like crap because I'm alive. I get to feel joy. I get to feel happiness. I get to feel 
all like all of these emotions. I get to feel anger. I get to feel rage. I get to feel peace. I get to feel calm. And through the range of emotions, we can respect the other emotions more. If I didn't know extreme grief, I wouldn't know extreme joy. It's the wild difference in emotions that helps you to really feel the emotions even more. So during this experience, being able to step back and go, oh, my human is going through this thing and be grateful that I get to step in and out, step back and step back in, that I can observe, I can be the observer of the of the emotions, and then I can also be in the emotions. I can choose. And so there's that slight difference. You might practice it the next time you're upset, go being upset, but then stepping back and noticing that you're upset. And then being able to analyze it is helpful as well. Going in a few different directions here, and I think that that's fine. What are you putting off because you think you have tomorrow? Just going to get straight to the point there. What are you putting off? 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 What are you putting all your attention on that if... You knew you didn't have tomorrow. You wouldn't put your attention on. You'd put your attention on something else. What is it? What's that thing? When we go through these big uh, life events, I mean, like even big, like these these life events, when we go through these things, they they make us think. They give us perspective. They give us this different vantage point of like, wait, what am I doing? What's important to me? And what have I let slip that I don't want to let slip anymore? What am I holding out on? What am I saying? Oh, maybe in two years, maybe in five years, maybe in 10 years that I could be having, doing, being now. My dad put off a lot of things. He did a lot of things too. I'm not going to say he didn't, but he definitely had a lot of down the roads, down the roads, down the roads. And as time went, I think we all just started to realize like, I don't know if he's going to get that down the road. This is a great opportunity for you to check in with you. Great opportunity for me to check in with me. A great opportunity for like the world collectively, for all of us to check in with ourselves. It's always a great opportunity for us to check in and go, what do I want? What am I holding out on? What do I truly value? What have I been pushing off to the side? Tomorrow is never promised. I think I'll like hear these lyrics 
for forever in my head is I don't want to live a never ending life. I just want to be alive while I'm here. What makes you feel alive? What makes you feel alive? And how can you get to that feeling of alive today? Get to that feeling of alive tomorrow. Get to that feeling of alive the next day. It's like having one thing on your list a day of like, it makes me feel alive. So you can get to that state far more often. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for joining. I appreciate you so much. I'm sending you a whole lot of love. And this, recording this podcast, recording the podcast, anytime I record it, is my place of alive. It's what I truly, 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 truly love. I love helping other people through this platform. And I'm always so grateful to all of you for listening and sharing as well. I will chat with you soon. Bye.